Kiora. Hello. My name is John Bradbury. I'm People Experience Advi- Growth Advisor here in the EMA. And in this episode of the Dynamic Workplace, uh, which is one of the e- EMA cast series, um, we're going to be looking at something called the four day work week. And um, today I'm very pleased to have with me Professor Jared Haar. Uh, Jared has been looking at the four day work week, well, since actually before its inception, even. And um, I think it's probably best if I just hand to Jared to introduce himself. Kia ora. Um, so, uh, Jared Haar, I'm a professor of human resource at AUT. I'm Nati Maniapoto and Nati Mahuta Naiwi uh, from Tainui descent. Um, and yes, I've uh, had the fortune of being involved in the four day work week. Thanks very much. So in terms of the four-day work week, um, we've talked about it with some of our, our members before. And one of the things I notice is that there's, there's, there's various sort of conceptions and perhaps misconceptions about what the four-day work week is all about. Could you sort of help explain it to people? Sure. So, uh, you know, fundamentally, Andrew Barnes talks about the, you know, the 180, 100 model. So uh, 100% of the work, so you're still doing... Uh, your productivity remains the same, but it's 80% of the time and 100% of the pay. So one of the things that I like about his conceptualization is when they did it in Perpetual Guardian, it was a kind of random one day off. So if you and I were in a team, you might have Mondays off and I'd have Tuesday and, and, and other team members would have a different day. And we'd just rotate and the following week you'd be a Tuesday and I'd be a Wednesday. Uh, and if, and if you, know, you, you happened to fall on a public holiday, that was just a bit of bad luck. Uh, everybody got that day off, obviously. Um, but... Other, can, other ways of doing it. So, so the focus is really about that 80% of time and 100% of work. So there were other people who said, hey, I, I really have problems getting to work on time because I want to take my child to school or, or pick up my child and maybe instead of a whole day off, maybe somebody was having, you know, two hours uh, late start Every Monday to Thursday, or two hours early finish, Tuesday to Friday, or some kind of combination. Anything to reduce your time and motivate you to do your work in a faster, more efficient time period. That's what it's really all about. Uh, does that make sense? That's that's really good because I think what you've given us there is that very much that focus on it's about productivity and outputs uh, and about a reduction in time, which is which perhaps started early uh, days as meaning a day off a week for for people, but now is more sophisticated than that and involves a whole raft of different ways in which people might choose to use their time in agreement with their organisation, but all the time it's focusing on a hundred percent productivity. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it is that, I guess, that boutique nature, which can be complicated, right? So if you've got 100 staff and you're trying to, to map everything out, that could be uh, a complex. But one of the things that I liked with Perpetual Guardian is they did push it back to the teams. So now they were a workforce working largely in teams, so that was a useful place to set it. And, and it was about the team working out how they liked it. So if somebody said, hey, look, I really want to be having the afternoons off, uh, but they've got a customer-facing role. They, they couldn't, for example, all say, yeah, we'll all finish at three o'clock uh, and finish for the day because then their manager would be saying, hey, who's seeing the customers three to five? We don't have anybody. So it was about that 
that kind of um, flexibility, but also, and, and the thing I think that worked particularly well is it allowed the teams to manage their own work destiny, so to speak. But that's very empowering, right? Because now we, instead of the manager saying, no, you can't do this, or yes, I shall allow it, you know, we're saying, have you guys sorted it out? Yes, we've worked out the next, you know, the next two months. Cool, go and do it. The end, um, which I think is really empowering for, for the workforce. Absolutely. I mean, so so much research would say about empowering teams, empowering individuals, giving people that sort of control about how they how they do the work leads to greater motivation and therefore therefore great greater outcomes. Uh, and it sounds from what you're saying that very much uh, four day work week. It's not about one size fits all. It's about working out what size fits best uh, for the individual employees, for the team that they work work in, and the customer as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it may be that, that that's part of the challenge, right? There, there'll be certain industries that may find this particularly challenging, but it's trying to work out ways that we could make things doable. Um, and and I guess the trouble for managers is if you're, as a business owner or, or a leader or a manager, if you're trying to work out the dynamics, if you've got 20 teams of five, for example, you might think, good grief, it'll take me forever to, to figure it out. It's far better to say to the teams, hey, here's the parameters. Go and knock yourself out and see what you come up with. They might, and they obviously could, share information with other teams, do similar things, but, but create unique aspects if that's what they like. Um, I guess the other thing to remember with the four-day work week, the, the logic behind it, Andrew Barnes's logic was, um, there's actually quite a few studies, not a lot of them, but there are a few that have, that have followed workers, you know, the minutia of every minute of every work day, and fundamentally we don't actually work a heck of a lot of hours um, Monday to Friday in the office. Now, possibly that's changed in a good way with COVID, this whole kind of working from home, the hybrid work, those kind of dynamics, but it fundamentally is the same. You know, it's it's saying that I trust you as the workforce or the work team to get your job done in less work time and by being more efficient. And when I did the research in Perpetual Guardian, you know, I asked for comments and a team said, you know, we had a two-hour meeting every Monday and then during the trial we changed it to 30 minutes twice um, every fortnight. So they had slashed an hour and a quarter and off every fortnight just to be a little bit more focused and nuanced. Um, is there less time for, you know, social interaction? Possibly, but, you know, the, the actual research tells us we have more than 50% of the workday was, was non-productive time. So reducing meetings, reducing, you know, we talk about talking at the water cooler, um, but the data would actually show, you know, we we're doing that for too many hours of every workday. So, so it is about creating more efficiencies and the benefit or the reward for the employees is that they get that extra time off. And that's, that really is how you complete the equation. So, you know, I'm working more focused for my four days a week and in return I get the fifth day off. That's, that's really so, so many sort of uh, areas that we could dive into and, and we hopefully we'll get time in this to dive into those areas around trust, about what it means for managers, about sort of lessons learned. I think probably um, from, from what you've said already, um, most people will be thinking, my goodness, how can I actually save time on, on meetings? Because that's a bugbear, bugbear for us all and makes it all very attractive. But 
maybe if we sort of start at a kind of kind of big picture in terms of you know the the outcomes uh, that you see from from your study both within perpetual guardian and beyond what are, what are the really sort of positive outcomes that you're seeing yes yeah, so so it's important to note in the research i didn't let teams um define their own <clears throat> performance outcomes how did you perform oh we were great i had their managers rate them and say you know how how were they uh, you know on their normal day to day productivity or should I say week to week productivity how were they on creating new solutions working together being more innovative better customer service and all of those things went up as rated by their supervisors and and they had the option to comment and I had lots of people saying I did not think my team would be would be able to improve I really thought they wouldn't be able to do it, and yet they kind of, you know, hit home runs all the time. And and so, all of those things improve quite markedly from their from their direct managers. So it's not people saying, "Oh, I, you know, I was more creative." It was their their business owner saying, "Man, not only were they more creative, but they were more helpful, and their customer service really improved dramatically." And, and you know, and that's a customer facing. Uh, role there in the, in that job, so it was a clear benefit. So their productivity, the the core productivity, remained the same even though it had dropped twenty uh, percent in time. But all these other things, the kind of extra things behind the scenes, went up markedly. And so that was my kind of evidence that at the performance level, there was lots of benefits to a four day work week. Okay, so at performance level, level there, there's benefits. There seems like there's not a downside in terms in terms of productivity. Um, I, I just kind of wonder, um, you know, the thought as a, as an individual of having to deliver a hundred percent in eighty percent of the time. What what sort of impacts for an individual could be a little bit negative? Is there any impacts on well being of this? Yes. Yeah, so so two things. I did well being, but I also looked at things like job demands and, and my logic here was perhaps I can achieve this performance goal but maybe I'm actually going so fast on the four days that I'm working maybe it's slightly detrimental and I didn't find evidence for that the job demands stayed the same and and that's kind of not surprising because the literature tells us if workers can control their work they, they'll, they'll do much better than other workers who, who have less control less autonomy about how they do their job. And the whole thing with the four-day work week was getting teams to manage how they're going to do it as a team. So it was always about me and you and the rest of the team and how we would balance things. Um, and, and the way it went is if you, know, if you were sick on, on your day off, that was just, that was just the way it went. Um, and, and clearly, though, it did actually work particularly well. So the, the potential bad side effects didn't occur, which was interesting, but the well-beings, you know, work-life balance went up, uh, job stress plummeted. Uh, so all the good things that theoretically I thought could happen did happen, but importantly, you know, I had these kind of few checks and balances in there, and the work demands was one of them. I thought, oh, maybe this would be problematic. Nope, that didn't, uh, that wasn't affected either. So again, it highlights the, the power of giving workers control over what they do. Okay, so I, I've heard this a few times now about sort of autonomy and decision making and control for, for workers, for employees. Um, what about for managers, their level of comfort with that and how they enable that? Yeah, so it was probably that might have been the biggest challenge, right? Because managers also had to kind of trust that everything was going to work 
while being encouraged to do their own four-day work week. And in my understanding of the team um, in the trial, as it took them a little bit of time to go like, oh, and me too, right? Gosh, okay. Now I have to kind of step back one day a week, you know, or, or you know, and some and one of those managers that I I was talking about who took took uh, afternoons off. That was that was his option was to finish at three o'clock. But again, you know, he was saying I could see the team were doing their job, um, so I could step away for a couple of hours at the end of the day and trust my team to keep working and doing what they're supposed to. So that's possibly the hardest part of a four day week, um, and not only the nuts and bolts of how to do it, but managers, you know. I guess, understanding how it works, understanding how it might work for them, and them therefore having that kind of trust and autonomy, you know, to, to give away some kind of control. Now, um, you know, like Andrew Barnes was always smart about the, you know, the 100% productivity. And he did say in the trial, if your team can't achieve its productivity gains, um, you know, your team will stop doing the uh, the four day week you'll just go back to normal because you guys can't achieve it uh, and I thought that was quite a smart way to to always put that kind of hundred percent productivity at the at the center of everything it's just you know it's a useful reminder because you don't want people to work a four day week and then after six months be working eighty percent right and then you think ah this is now counting against me so again it's just about putting those work targets in there and saying to them and if you think about it from a manager. If you're there four out of five days, um, you know, it's not actually that big a deal. But again, it is a useful way of showing your own trust to your team when you say, well, I'm, I'm off on, on Wednesday. That's my day off. Um, you know, carry on the good work, the end. And, and I think that's, I mean, and I, you know, and I did have comments from, from managers saying, oh, it was, it was kind of a challenge for the first couple of weeks, but then I got used to it. Um, and I think that is the thing. It, it's not... You know, it's not we're all cramming into a into a capsule and we're and we're rocketing to the moon. In the end, it is what we have been doing. We're just trying to do it a little bit more efficiently. And a benefit of that is that one person in our team might be away every day of the of the week, um, including the manager, one day a week. So it's not that big a change. In practice, I'm not saying it's not conceptually a bit of a challenge, but it is something that they can easily work through if they trial it. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a mental shift you, you seem to be talking about there and sort of working through that. There's a little bit of speed bumps as, as, as you start off. Um, but I'm really hearing from you something that I hear in a lot of conversations with people that are about sort of alternative and different working patterns, which um, is about really keeping the eye on productivity and really keeping the eye on leadership or, or culture. Um, do you see these those two aspects as important? And, and what else would you add into the mix? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is I did ask about culture in my survey. And at the end of the trial, people's perceptions of how how much the organisation cared about their well-being had skyrocketed, right? Because it was, you know, well, we, we give you lots of trust, we give you lots of support. And because in that extra day off, people's well-being was improving a lot, you know, stress is dropping down, happiness went up, um, you know, all the kind of good indicators you want were going in the right direction. It's really easy to look back at your organisation and say, oh, I love this new, <laughs> you know, we've really improved the work culture because you really do care about us. Um, and that fundamentally was the idea behind that kind of 180-100. It is about giving workers time off to be better 
family, you know, be better individuals, be better family members, be better community. And I asked people in my survey at the end of the, the trial, I said, you know, what did you spend the time on? And somebody said, oh, I baked cakes. I went and saw my elderly parents um, and, and just had time on a Wednesday or a Thursday that I never had before. And somebody said, oh, you know, I spent, I love the gardening and I spent my day off in the gardening. Other people said, oh, I'm, I'm an accountant and I went and did a day um, at a local charity for free because that was another thing that the, the um, the organisation encouraged people to, you know, if you if you have nothing to spend your day on, you know, you know, encourage you to look to do something community orientated. Uh, and other people were, you know, fitness and running and and you know, going to the beach and just kind of blowing off steam. And I think, you know, in today's workplace where we have so much job pressure on, uh, you know, as we're kind of getting out of COVID, but COVID is still here, and you know, I don't even know if. You know, I, I would now start to think maybe 2024, it might be vaguely back to normal. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to see much reduction in that job pressure. So something like a four day work week, even if it was, you know, you know, you start later and I finish earlier. You know, if, let's just say the two of us worked in an office that alone would make both of our lives, you know, especially assuming you like a later start and I like an earlier finish. Um, you know, or we just rotate around. This week you're early and next week I'm early and and, and vice versa for the late. Uh, anything that can help workers get some more energy, uh, stay fresh, means when we come to work we are more ready to go. We don't get so exhausted, we don't get so burnt out, so to speak. So there are so, so many kind of potential benefits there. Uh, yes, I get that, that it's um, the positive effect on well-being and that sort of looking after yourself and looking after others, all things that we know have a sort of halo halo effect. Um, I also think from what you said there to, to my question around sort of culture, you seem to actually be saying there's a, there's a two-way effect. It's not just about what the organisation culture is to implement a four-day work week. It's, it's the shift in the culture that comes from operating a four-day week work week as well. In other words, people feeling more engaged with their employer and valuing that. So with, with these sort of positive benefits, with, with any sort of change like this, there's, there's often this effect of a, a you know, short-term sort of lift. What makes you think that this sort of lift will be maintained and uh, what can organisations do to make sure that that productivity and well-being is, is maintained and we don't just revert back? Yeah, so I, I think the two things is one is to keep that productivity in mind, right, because that's really the core part because if the productivity drops even to 90%, it's probably fair for the organisation to say, hey, I'm not quite getting the same work out of you guys, right? So um, so I think keeping that in mind as a central focus, but also encouraging workers just to spend their, you know, not to go and pick up another day, you know, one day a week of some other job, for example, because that would be detrimental to any benefits. It might be all right for, you know, I, I still love my job here, but now I'm going to get physically tired. Um, so I think it's really about spending that extra hours or the day, depending on, on whatever option, you know, recharging people's batteries. I think that's really the key key takeaway to keep everything working forward. Keep managers uh, aligned, making sure that they're keeping on top of things. Um, you know, I think one of the things I found from leaders or the managers of those teams, they didn't actually change a lot. They had to give away a bit more kind of trust 
Um, but at the end of the trial, they had found, well, actually, this this does work. And it's, you know, if you think about it from a manager's perspective, I, I always tell people, I say, look, I've never had a boss stand behind my computer, well, stand behind my shoulder while I'm on a computer for eight, day, uh, eight hours a day, right, and point and say, what are you doing? Are you actually working? Um, you know, there's, there is an inherent level of trust in most work. And so it's just taking that a little bit further. And, and in the end, it is only either a couple of hours a day where I'm assuming that you've just done all your work in the six hours instead of eight hours or, you know, in the four days instead of five, that kind of thing. So I think it's just about, um, you know, especially for managers, just understanding that if, um, you know, if I keep an eye on things and I keep tracking, it's, it's, there's no real change and just reminding employees that they really want to take advantage of that day off to keep themselves fresh because A, that keeps their employer happy because they come to work motivated, thankful um, and, and striving and driving. Um, but it also will keep me refreshed and so I won't burn out, I won't quit, I won't go looking for greener pastures elsewhere. Right. And that's very relevant in, in this market, a labour market at the moment, where, you know, retention is, is such an issue from organisations, um, you know, particularly the fact that that um, if somebody leaves, it's very difficult to replace them, uh, let alone the skills gap that emerges. Uh, let alone the fact that people that are moving in the, in the first year of being being a job is, is the highest I've, I've seen it. Mm. So um, lots of things, anything that encourages retention of uh, staff that you want to retain and that are being productive sounds good to me. Yeah, and one thing I should reiterate there is that four-day work week doesn't cost the employer really anything, right? Mm. It's not like I'm giving everybody a 20% pay rise. I kind of am. But what you're really saying is, and this is a useful thing for organizations that maybe have a nice culture, but don't have the money to give big pay rises to say, hey, look, if we went to a four day work week, however we do it, um, you know, and there's like a, a company in Australia and they call it hump day, Wednesday, they close down on a Wednesday. Um, I personally think there's a lot going for that one, right? I got a two day week, <laughs> got a day off, got a two day week to the weekend. Wow. What a, you know, what a kind of nice way to do it. However you do it, um, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything. It's just, it does cost a little bit in trust and a little bit of manoeuvring things. But in the end, um, you know, I would encourage organizations to give it a try, push it onto your teams, you know, oh, we can't do it. You guys can't find a few hours a day or one day a week to have off by, by, aligning all your work tasks more efficiently. I, you know, I think, it, you know, any team that says, no, we can't, now that, that might be true, but my gut would be 99% of teams will probably easily find ways to do it. Um, so, and again, because it doesn't cost anything, it might be a big retention hold for your current workforce in these challenging times. So another good option for four, for, for, for firms, sorry. And yes, absolutely. And I think within that, you, you, you sort of offering some reassurances, perhaps not as radical change as people were perhaps seeing as a, as a manager. It's if you're keeping, keeping an eye on productivity, if you're thinking about your staff's well-being anyway, this is another way of achieving those things. And, and for the organisation, look, you're going to get as much productivity and it's not actually going to cost you, cost you any more, but it's going to make it easier for you to perhaps to retain some people who might, might leave. Um, so 
you know, within that, as you know, you're a great enthusiast for this, for, uh, you know, for a business owner, or, um, what, what are the sort of things you say, well, these are the two or three things that would really help you to kind of get started on this or do this? So I think the first thing to do is, you know, embrace having a trial. Yeah. Because if you think about it, and this was Andrew Barnes's thing, you know, let's do a two month trial. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, fundamentally, I, I thought, and I was external, I, I was just the external researcher. I thought, you know, at worst, the organization will say, here is a business owner or an entrepreneur or an organization that's willing to try something. Okay, it didn't work. It was, uh, let's just say it was, it just didn't, didn't work. It wasn't a failure. It just didn't work. Didn't kind of gel. Okay, the end. No harm, no foul. Uh, I still think the organization would get some positive credibility out of that for for the rest of the year, right? You know, you'd get something out of that those kind of actions. So doesn't cost anything to do, no real f- risk of failure. So I'd say, you know, talk to your teams. And I think we should embrace this for smaller organizations. It's actually easier to do. If there's only half a dozen of us, that's actually not that hard to do, right? Which just takes a bit of time. Um, but get your team together in a room and, and get them to brainstorm solutions on how they could do things. Are we, you know, do we typically work in the back office, in which case that becomes far easier. If there's lots of customer interface, then we need to kind of make sure we're always creating some kind of cover for that. But if, it, if there's multiple people interfacing, one of those people being out a, a per day is again, easy to work on. So I think it's just about experimenting, giving it a go. And it might be the first thing you do is you talk to everybody and they say, oh no, I, I'd, I'd much rather start a bit later. Oh, okay. You know, you may find there's all these boutique solutions. Um, and I think that's that's part of the answer, right? Is just to say, okay, let's, you know, there'll be somebody who says, actually, I've always wanted to have extra, tri- extra time off after my lunch because I'm a runner, let's say, and I'd love to have two hours rather than my one hour. And then I could come back and, and shower and eat and be and have two and a half hours instead of a one hour lunch. Uh, and I'll work till five o'clock every day of the week. Um, you know, and, and most of us might shrug our shoulders and think, oh, okay, if that's what you like. But that's the thing. I think be open to understanding that lots of people might have different variations. And I guess one of the big things I did find that surprised me in Perpetual Guardian was there was about kind of 3% of workers who said, no, don't like it. And as a researcher, I was like, what? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? But then, I, but then I kind of reflected and thought, well, if you think about it, you know, they've got a couple of hundred uh, employees. It's probably not surprising that a few people go, no, I, you know, it might be people who don't have things to do at home. Maybe a lot of their life is being in the office uh, and the thought of being home alone on a Wednesday doesn't actually, you know, does I don't bake, I don't do gardens, I don't do exercise. I love coming to work. I like being in town, for example. Um, maybe that's someone's thing. So again, it might be that somebody goes, yeah, yeah, lovely idea, but not me. Oh, okay. You know, I'd be thinking, you're perfect, right? Because I now have somebody who's who's typically always here. Um, so that's just one person less to worry about. And and then it's, so it's, again, it's just being a bit fluid, a bit flexible. Um, it might take a bit of time to work things out, very little cost, but it's those retention, 
benefits, the increased well-being, the increased work engagement, reduction in um, turnover and tensions, the higher job performance, lots of benefits for worker and and employer here. So I guess my big you know, takeaway would be, you know, nothing to lose to have a conversation about how we could implement it. Uh, if your if your whole workforce says no, no way it would work. Well, that might be that might be the answer, right? But I suspect if we give them enough encouragement, they'll they'll find ways to implement it. That's interesting. I think um, you know this whole well. You know, let's let's have a try at this. Let's make sure we're sort of focused on productivity and and working out what the best way there. Um, looking at di- different roles, I know um, I've spoken in some detail to a couple of our members that um, have tried a four day work week. Um, Gemma Collins, CEO of Griffiths Equipment, um, they moved to a four day work week in manufacturing temporarily during lockdown uh, to keep keep the business going. And they, they had some very practical benefits that, that they got they got from that. Um, and uh, as, as another sort of organisation, Blind and Low Vision New Zealand, um, spoken to them. And with them, there was a, a clearly a range of different roles, uh, some of which, the, the, as you speak of, some of which um, needed to be managed in different ways, ways to others. But they very much had this way of, you know, pushing things down to teams, working out what worked in a particular part of the organisation. Um, and, and within that, there was a fair bit of let's work out what the policies are, the procedures are, and, and, and embed those. Um, so is, is that the sort of typical sort of journey that, that you hear of with, with organisations that are going to the four-day work week? Or? Yeah, and I think the, the, the only challenge for a four-day work week is people often kind of feel like, choice, just give me the template and, and we'll tick those 10 boxes and away we go. And, and it is more challenging than that. It's a bit more sophisticated, but in a good way. It's more boutique. Um, and I think the trouble is, and, and I remember Andrew was talking to a company in London, and well, in England anyway, and they were big. They had about seven, 800 employees. And he said they literally wrote like a phone book of policies. And he kept saying to them, <laughs> you know, you're kind of overthinking everything. And they were like, no, 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 we must create. And then in the end, he said they got to the end and they went, oh, no, we're not going to do a trial now. And he was like, yeah, because you've just policied yourself into a corner. Uh, and he was kind of saying to them, why don't, why don't you just give it a try for a couple of months? Just keep it simple. And so I think it is something you can over complex, you know, make make so complex that it just becomes unworkable. So I think one of the things we should be thinking of is, Keep it simple. Um, have a go. You know, the four-day work week, the, you know, there's fourdayweek.com. You know, they offer services around, you know, training and, and, how to, and gives you a voice so you can bounce ideas off and those kind of things. Um, and it's all just about, you know, in, encouraging you to have a think about how you could embrace a 180-100 model. And, and I think that's the easiest way. I, you know, I, 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 having done, been through this, I, you know, I do think... The, the disadvantage is some people try to over make it too complex or want the simple, you know, blueprint. And the blueprint really is if your workers can do 100% of their work and 80% of the time, hey, and you're still going to pay them fully, um, that, just how that occurs is the only thing you have to really work on. Uh, and it's not more complex than that. And if anything, my other 
other bit giving, you know, given 97% of New Zealand uh, entities are 20 employees or less, smaller size firms should actually find this easier, not harder. So, so don't be put off and think, oh, this is only for big firms. I actually think smaller ones would be more nimble uh, and able to do it. It's just about uh, managers and owners kind of having that um, belief or that trust in their workers. And I have to say, I think we've found a lot of people lacking in that in that openness towards their work, workplace. But hopefully this is you know another conversation that might encourage people to give it a go because it isn't a complexity issue, it's really a trust issue. Okay, so it's a trust issue, focusing on keeping it simple. It sounds like um, Andrew Barnes' entrepreneurial focus uh, around this sort of sort of runs through it in terms of try something. If it doesn't work, change it, drop it, that sort of thing, being prepared to navigate your course through it. Um, and I think that's I think that's really good sort of lessons for us to think about when uh, moving. It's not as complex um, that there are uh, by now. There's templates uh, that people there's well trodden paths to develop procedure, and you don't need your manual to be this <laughs> thick and rewritten before you get started, uh, which is re- reassuring to hear. Um, now, in, in, in your research that, 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 you, that you've done on this, you must have come across some things that surprised you or you weren't, weren't expecting to find. Is there, is there anything like that that you could, you could share with us? Well, probably the whole thing was a little bit of a surprise because <laughs> I have to say from an outsider, I had the theory. Theoretically, I could see how this could work. Um, but even I was quite blown, out, blown away by how much um, you know, well-being increased and, and job attitudes picked up. And it was quite refreshing to go, wow, this really, really can work. Um, and it's worth noting for those, you know, potential skeptics out there, I did include a few things like a few personality traits, uh, job complexity, questions, things that I had earlier hypothesized that they sh- those shouldn't change across the trial, and they didn't significantly differ across the trial. So I had a few checks and balances in here to make sure people weren't just saying, yes, everything is amazing. You know, and as I said earlier, I had, had managers rating the performance. So I, you know, I think that the data was very robust uh, and the findings were robust. My, my biggest surprise is probably, um, well, two things, and I, and I have kind of spoken about them, but one was how, how, how slightly doubtful the managers were, um, but, I, but became very, you know, very interested in, in how successful it was, much to their own surprise. But that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, and the other one was about not all employees will like it, which, you know, fundamentally, I was like, well, who wouldn't want to do this? But then you start thinking and you go, there might be somebody who who doesn't want to do this. And that's probably just the other thing is that, you know, I always, this has been good for me from a researcher because it reminds me that humans are complex. And whenever we think this will work for everybody, no, but it'll probably work for the majority. Um, but again, you know, I, I would say to those who are skeptical about doing it, hey, why don't you give it a go? And if after a couple of months you go, no, no, that's not really for me at all, no problem. We'll put you back into the standard work track uh, and everybody else will go off and do these things. Uh, and that worker will probably at least appreciate the fact that you have considered their unique situation and and realised that they want to be the odd one out. Um, and yes. so that's probably my biggest thing was that even on something as potentially beneficial as a four-day week, not 100% of people will like it. Um, and that's just human nature, I guess. 
that's that, that's fascinating, isn't it? And I think, you know, so I take from that as a, as a business owner, if I started thinking about this and started thinking, well, well, this is great. I, I want to want to do this to not be surprised by the fact that some of my managers might be a little bit hesitant to go that direction and the sort of support that they might want to to help them move forward, which is relatively straightforward, it seems. And also uh, not be surprised that I might have some staff that say, hey, no, it's not it's not for me. I want to carry on with things the, the way that they are. Yeah. And, and see, to me, I'd use them as my superpower, right? Because I think I got this person in the office. Uh, they're probably not somebody who'd say, oh, I don't want to work from home either. Uh, you know, in this current day where we see, you know, hybrid working being in the majority of the workforce, that's what my data would suggest. Um, so having somebody who wants to be there all the time, they might be the perfect foil for other people taking time out. Um, you just got to make sure that that worker is not kind of picking up their workload now across five days a week while everybody else is ideally picking it up for four of the five days. But Ah, oh, right. Okay. I thought I thought it, that was going to be about, well, this is my control in, in sample. <laughs> this is the person still working five days. Um, so you've, you've done lots of research on this and we've talked about a, a lot a lot of it today. And I feel, you know, this conversation could continue on for a very, very long time. Um, and doubtless doubtless will as more organizations do in terms of getting hold of your research how would people be best to do that so if you go to the four day week four day week.com website there are resources there are my white papers in there actually and there's another one from another researcher and then there's a there's a case study one looking at it across different kind of um different ways of of experiencing the four-day week so that would be the easiest and those are all free resources you can just download them there's lots of information there and there are you know a network there you can reach out and and touch base with if you want to give it a try so um you know there's there's very few reasons not to give it a trial um and it's probably it's a nice time you know anytime is a good time to start it and maybe if you're a if you're a slow decision maker you know, it's okay to be thinking, actually, come the start of next year, we'll look to do a trial. Sure, you could still get your team working around it. The advantage with doing that is if you said, hey, when we come back after the Christmas break, we'll do this trial for two or three months. That might also stop those people looking for a job over Christmas. Uh, so it might be a, good, uh, be a nice little job retention tool as well. Ah, so you've always got your eye on how do I how do I retain my good staff? How do I attract good staff? Um, so if I was to sort of summarise summarise what what you're saying, you're you're saying um, keep an eye on productivity. Um, recognise that um, in getting getting started on it, it's probably a good idea to have a trial to start with. So you don't need to overcomplicate it. Trust your managers and support them. Trust trust your team, and and just keep reiterating around that. Is, is there anything else you sort of add? As no, I think that's perfect because I do think that's a nice, simple message to encourage um, managers and owners to give it a try. And that's the thing, right? And, and Andrew always talks about this, you know, you've got nothing to lose if you give it a try. Try it for three months. Um, that I can guarantee you at the end of the three months, you will have learned something about your workforce. And it may be that, okay, this doesn't quite work, but I do think we could do other things slightly differently to improve the balance between productivity and well-being of, of the workforce. Um, and again, that's going to have long-term benefits for the profitability of the business, retention, and, and a healthy, happy workforce, which ultimately, you know, is good for everybody. 
Fantastic. So lots of research. This research is, is ongoing, as I, as I understand it. Um, I'm, I'd really like you to tell us something today that you've not told anyone else from your, from your research. Um, there must be something there that some little nugget that you could share with us. It's unique. Oh, actually, um, I will share one thing. And this was one of the questions I asked people. I said, um, you know, what does that extra day mean for you? And it was interesting that people weren't saying, oh, I'm, I'm exhausted staying at home recovering. There were a few people like that, but lots of people said, um, actually, and the minor- a minority were, were, you know, individual, oh, I've been watching Netflix, I've been going to the gym. Lots of people, the majority, were doing things um, with community, with family, with whanau, with with partners, you know, my my partners. Actually, I will share this one. It's come to me. My partner's a chef. He works afternoons and evenings. And this person said to me, um, "I have been uh, using my time with my partner." And then subsequently, like six months down the track, I ran into that particular person and she said to me oh, and I'm pregnant now and I said oh you've been spending all that extra time constructively with your partner um, so so uh, the four-day week can even help make babies fantastic I think that's a that's a fantastic point to, to I think end on in terms of this this conversation and I'd like to thank you so much for so enthusiastically sharing so much research um, in terms of if people want to find that research, I think you said, uh, Jared, that it was on the fourdayworkweek.com uh, website and people would be able to find it there and that there's also resources there uh, that they can, they can access. And they can always email me as well, jared.har at aut.ac.nz. I'm sure the email will be in the link anyhow that gets sent out. So Absolutely. We'll make sure that people can get in touch with, with you there to do that. And um, obviously, I'd like to thank everyone for joining and, and listening today to what's been a really enjoyable conversation full of um, positive encouragement uh, for thinking about ways in which you can lift productivity in your organisation and lift the well-being of your staff and ultimately safeguard the future of New Zealand. Um, so um, thank you all very much for for tuning in today and listening to this. And thank you very much to Jared for being such an entertaining and interesting guest. My pleasure. Thanks.